It's like backstage, but there's no stage. It's the Standby for Places Green Room. Welcome to In the Green Room. Oh, so can you see me hanging in the tree? Such a compromised position I am in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In the Green Room, presented by Standby for Places. Today, I am your host, Frida Matea, and joining me are Nigel D. Robinson and Asa James. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Good. Doing good. How are you? Doing, Doing great. Um, so as everybody knows or should know, February is Black History Month, and Nigel, you have created the concept album, When the Sun Goes Down. Tell us a bit about what inspired you for this album and your process of writing these songs. So my inspiration for writing this thing, I got a phone call from Frida and Frida was like, hey, do you have anything that would uh, work for Black History Month? And I was like, no, I don't, but I can make something. And then we started talking and we were talking more and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a concept album. But I had no idea what said concept album was going to be about. So when we got off the phone, I was like looking through my notes on my iPad and I ran across this like rap that I wrote that was originally going to, that I was writing for Mexodus, the other show that I'm, uh, that me and my writing partner, Brian Quijada are working on right now. And, um, but that, that song never, it never saw the light of day. It just wasn't needed. It was too much exposition, but I looked at it and I was like, wait, there's something interesting about the, like the work song that I based it off of. So I went back and I kept listening to that song and I was like, when the sun goes down, I know what that means to a slave, but wait, what does the sun going down mean to me or any contemporary, like any, any black person in, in today's world? And that's what the idea, like it just flowed. And I was like, this is the right thing to do because I wrote like two songs that day. And I talked to Frida later. Well, I talked to you later on that day, Frida. And I was like, I haven't moved from this spot I haven't eaten I haven't bathed I haven't done anything <laughs> I know I, I was worried about you <laughs> I had done nothing except write that whole day and I just couldn't get away from it because it was just it felt like the right thing to do so thank you Frida for calling and asking that and then like putting that it wasn't pressure that you put on me it was just like it, it felt like it gave me like accountability like she asked me to do this thing and I need to have it done by a certain time and that put like a fire up under me and honestly i'm i'm so amazed at this was in november that i called you yeah and that i mean that's three months three months and some change that you've been working on this yeah and it is truly a work of art quite literally and figuratively it's amazing i thank you i thank you what what does when the sun goes down mean what in in terms of slavery, in terms of of uh, black people in America today, or black people in general today, what does it mean? So, the sun going down to a slave meant that the workday was over and it's time to go rest. But to some to to somebody today, it's not necessary. It's not literal. Not when the literal sun will go down, but the metaphorical sun going down. Like when. Am I going to not have to worry about the state of the world? When am I not going to have to be nervous about being this color? When am I not going to be looked at in different ways? When am I not going to be discriminated against? When is not? When are there? 
when is the systemic problem going to be gone? When is all of that going to happen? Like when, when is that sun going to go down and we're going to be able to just sit and relax and rest? And I mean, now life, you know, life is filled with, with turmoil and, and, and for anyone, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. We're, we're all guaranteed trouble in this world, but when am I going to just be able to have regular trouble instead of like this added trouble because I'm dark, you know? So the sun going down is when, when is this all going to be over and when is it going to look like, and what is it going to feel like? And when are we going to be able to just breathe and sit down? You two are both amazing actors who I have had the pleasure of working with uh, at different points. Asa, you are also a music producer. And when I was talking to Nigel about creating this piece, I immediately thought of you and I wanted to get you involved somehow. So I asked Nigel if he'd be all right with me bringing you in as another ear. And we've had a handful of meetings where you got really into the imagery almost straight away. What what was it about this project that kind of really drew you in? Well, to, to quote Nigel, it was uh, the illustrious Frida who actually drew me in because she um, <laughs> basically asked me to be a part of something creative. And, you know, we've, we've always hit it off from the moment we met at Naked Angels. We've always been just really cool and just really, really straight out with each other. So it wasn't a problem. And then to me, you know, I, I'm, I, I always take the advantage to meet someone new, especially in acting or music, because you just have to build relationships. And that's how, that's how you grow. And, you know, having heard about Nigel from, from Frida, I was very interested in meeting with that and just talking to him and building with him because, you know, Frida, you don't strike me as anyone who has a frivolous relationship because you're pretty much bullshit free. Uh So, um, I know that if you recommend someone that's coming from from a great place mm. and you have a very good eye and a very good ear for talent. So it Thank was you. just, it was a no brainer to say, yeah, sure. And it wasn't even, I didn't have to think about it. You mentioned it and said, yeah, sure. I, I want to meet the guy. I'll work with him because I knew it was going to be something, um, something good. And then it was true to from our first phone call, it just exploded into just a giant creative wave of energy. Mm-hmm. And it was like that with every other subsequent phone call. So, yeah, we would have our like we would have a meeting that was supposed to be an hour, and it would turn into it's like three bad. hours, yeah. right? Which was right. amazing. And it was just sharing ideas of uh, the African American, the Black experience, and how um, how every Black person on the planet is bilingual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how we speak in codes and how it's been that way for 400 years and it will continue to be until the sun goes down or in modern terms, we have our one day. Because after we stopped saying, you know, when the sun goes down, it became one day. So that's, that's what it is. And that's why I wanted to get involved because one, no one's ever asked me about that. And two, it felt great to talk about it. And what is what does it mean to I mean, you know, we've we've had the the conversation, but people listening might not know. What do you mean when you're talking about being bilingual as as a black person in America? 
Well, it means that we have to speak with, um, we can be ourselves around people we're comfortable with, but we're in the midst of people who are not too familiar with us. We can't be too loud. We can't be too, we can't laugh too loud. We can't, we can't get too angry. We have to, if we get angry at something that's an injustice or disrespect, we have to temper that because someone will call the police or it will automatically be, oh God, this black guy, he's upset. Oh my, oh, people are going to start, he's going to be shooting and they're going to pull out axes and it's going to get crazy, you know? And so we have to sometimes swallow that anger because you see what happens in the news all the time when a, a black man or a brown man gets angry, we get shot, we get chased down. You know, we're, even when we're defending ourselves, like we can't even defend ourselves without it being flipped over as us being the aggressive. Like the, the young brother who was jogging, I think he was in the South. I'm not sure. I think, I think he was in the South. He was just jogging down the street. He was looking, it was, it was a house for sale. He was looking at the house, but he was jogging down the street and a father and a son chased him down in a pickup truck got into a fight with him like the father got out of the car and got into a physical fight with him because he accused him of robbing a house and then the son shot him with a shotgun and they went to jail for this they were finally convicted of it but it's a thing that happened nigel how about you what what other experiences in terms of either having to be bilingual or Asa, you also made another comment in a meeting that we had about uh, how it sometimes feels like you are walking on a tightrope across New York city. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's something that has stuck with me because as a very translucent white woman, I, you know, am <laughs> I am as somebody who's see through. Um, I am I am aware of of the fact that we are a treated very differently. We are perceived differently. But the tightrope analogy that Asa you came up with has still stuck with me because I never thought of it that way. Um, it is it is. It's a balancing act, like like, and that was the that was the point of the whole tightrope thing. It was a balancing act because as we walk the streets of New York City, we have to one, we have to do our jobs, we have to do the thing we need to do, we have to provide for our families and go to work and show up on time and be the other thing. We, but we also have to, to my earlier point, we have to walk that tightrope where we can't be too loud, we can't get too angry, we have to um, accept the um, passive racism and just keep moving forward. Thank you for listening. If you want early access to all of our interviews, subscribe to our Patreon today at patreon.com slash standbyforplaces. The full interview will be available on all podcast streaming platforms this Friday. For more information on our artists, check out our website at standbyforplaces.com.